if you want to get shit done, the way how you deal with your energy sources, I think is very, yeah. very crucial. And if you think about like high performance culture, which we have discussed, and yeah. they kind of like advertise this is a high performance culture and what it means, you have more more hours per day yeah. and it's just like burn the candle from the both end <laughs> and that's called high performance. Yeah. So it's kind of illusory. So what, what is actually high performance is that you control your uh, energy supply, you have stable blood sugar, you have stable, um, energy for the brain, you take micro breaks, you do movement, and all the stuff. Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body, Mind, Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and our guests today are Olli Sovjärvi and Teemu Arina. Olli and Teemu run the Biohacker Center in Finland, and they organize the Biohacker Summit. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to optimize your health and performance at work. We also have a 40-day video course called The Upgraded Workplace about this topic. This episode is brought to you by Katsu Training. Katsu bands incorporate blood flow moderation training that trick the body into thinking that it's lifting heavier weights than it actually is. When traditional weightlifting requires you to reach 70-80% to 80% of your one repetition maximum to stimulate muscle hypertrophy, then Katsu achieve that effect only at 20-30%. to 30%. So it's perfect for treating injuries or use when you don't have access to heavy weights. Research about Katsu bands also shows it lowers blood pressure, speeds up recovery from injuries, releases stem cells, builds muscle, burns fat, and prevents age-rated muscle loss. These things are a game changer and I use them almost every day. If you want to try out the Katsu cycle bands, then use the code SEAM for a 10% discount at katsu-global.com. That's katsu-global.com and the 10% code is SEAM, S-I-I-M. What's up guys? How are you doing? <laughs> good. good. I'm all, all good. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting times we are living in, but it's not stopping us from doing the best work ever. So mm. I haven't been traveling a lot for speaking. And in compensation, I have had a lot of time to reflect how I do my work in the future. And I think I haven't enjoyed any period as much as I've actually enjoyed the lockdowns, mm. like ever. Yeah, it's pretty you've awesome. actually been sleeping. Yeah, I've been sleeping like eight hours a night, which uh, is sleeping in travel <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. Like, yeah. uh, there's been, you know, there's a lot of benefit to it. Like, you just take a break from it, and you don't have to, let's say, yeah, travel that much, and you can just uh, focus more on self-reflection and uh, being productive. So that's good to hear. We actually, yeah, yeah, and also, also, we are thinking about like how to do things more effectively remotely, and how to do more video stuff because now. If you look at many companies, they had a transition from, you know, doing things at the office. I saw a recent statistic that like around 69% of people have never worked from home. Can you imagine? 69%. (laughs) And now many of those are working for the first time remotely and they have to set up things and, you know, gear. And many companies are now much more ready to do online stuff and events also. I mean, I'm a professional speaker going around speaking and what has happened is like most of those events have transitioned now like online or into a hybrid format uh, or canceled. Um, But the ones that remain, I think it's kind of becoming a status quo that it's okay to go to an online Mm -hmm. event. And I mean, we are are at the Biker Center. We also organized the Health Hacking Summit which is fully online kind of biker summit with 
we will do another one in autumn um august uh, in autumn yeah, yeah august uh, yeah. 18 19 mm, yeah I think. 17 yeah. yeah 19 19 20 yeah <laughs> i don't remember anyway some sometime in august but uh, anyway it, it gives a really good opportunity to think about how you work in a new way and i think that's kind of one of the topic we might dive into today yeah absolutely yeah the um, yeah. that was the main topic that we f- talk about this new 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 like forced upon uh, way of uh, working and uh, it's a uh, you know the it's not inherently like bad or something it's just a it's just another way that we have to adapt and uh, adjust to these new things mm-hmm. yeah. and even even if you would be like working in the field for example my brother is uh, is uh, like a um, paramedic yeah param- i think paramedic's the right word so he's been like on the field the whole time this pandemic has been around and, and uh, the amount of extra work they have to be put on and uh, the constant uh, danger of getting uh, exposed or predisposed to a pathogen. So that has created also a lot of stress, which is uh, critical in, in managing your work life as well. So we also delve into how you can balance your stress, your recovery, your sleep, because they're highly crucial if these kind of things like foreign threats and so on suddenly appear to our consciousness and to our reality and environment. So it's not just about work, it's, it's actually about upgrading yourself to be a better, better or a more uh, thriving organism. Yeah, I think in these times also biohacking is something that becomes more and more relevant because we are dealing with something that has no cure at the moment. The only cure is your immune system and the way how you help your immune system to work. And in the end, biohacking is a very holistic approach to take care of yourself in a preventive way. And uh, we did release the Biker's Flu Guide earlier this year. We're probably not going to go into that now, but if people are interested, check Biker's Flu Guide. Seamland is also one of the authors of that one. So... The, the COVID-19 didn't come to us as a surprise in a way because we started working on that in January. And when they locked down here in Finland, I think it was in March. It was mid-March, about March. like yeah. 19th or... Until so. at that time, I, I personally had already had a couple of months of uh, yeah. experience looking at this particular virus. And before that, we did in 2017, we did the Biker's um, Fortified immunity uh, book we have done um, also a lot of additional work on that um, when it comes to the immune system and its function in our stress book in Finland uh, also and now it it kind of became more and more relevant to share that information of course we didn't know that it's going to turn into a pandemic but we had our suspicions that this is going to be a major event Mm -hmm. so we we focused on that and we got a lot of good feedback from people. And of course, the danger is uh, and has been present with us here also at the Biker office from the beginning. And we've been a little bit more knowledgeable than maybe some other people. So we have had like all kinds of protective gear and uh, ultraviolet lights that we use to disinfect our phones and keys and and all that. But over time, I mean, it's uh, the, the supplements I've been very excited about, you know, using... Yeah more and more things like selenium. I think I haven't supplemented selenium as much as I have have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and the same is also for enacetylcysteine. That's another yeah. kind of uh, kind of a new thing, I would say. In addition to vitamin D, vitamin C, medicinal mushrooms, mm. um, all the all the kind of go-to tools when it comes to supporting the immune system. Mm. But in the end, um, red light therapy also is is one. Got really excited about yeah. the effects of red light. So um, that's 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 actually what we have found to be one of the most uh, effective ways of treating any like forecoming or or you're just on the worst words that you feel something like maybe a little bit here maybe a little bit in the lungs and you shoot yourself with red light like five to ten minutes so that's that's been absolutely incredible in the sense that you can really effectively and really fast uh, have an effect on on the immune system yeah yeah the upper respiratory uh, issues even things like allergies this time of the year people have pollen allergies and so on yeah. Um, what what uh, I have noticed, like recommending to people to use red light, it has reduced greatly upper respiratory symptoms almost instantly. The same with people who have had coronavirus or similar um, infections recently. They've got a lot of relief from using red light therapy for that. Um, and uh, so it's, it's quite interesting um, what these things can do. This is the flex beam, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty cool device. It's scanning the certain wavelengths uh, that are related to um, uh, that are the most researched ones. Uh, so it's not using statistically only a few wavelengths. It's scanning through them up and down. And I often use this also on my neck mm. when I work on my computer. Nice. It's much easier like this. But if you have any kind of upper respiratory thing, you can do the alien face thing. Like <laughs> you can just put it like this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's a nice device. I, I like also how these things are developing. Yeah. Uh, the creativity on technology and uh, also supplements and and the well, basically the creativity has been exponentially grown during this period because people have more time. They have they can actually focus on what's uh, at hand at the at the current situation. And I've seen the research bloom technology or technological innovations bloom, uh, the knowledge about different kind of herbs and supplements. For example, if you take a look at, or took a look at iHerbs, which is uh, the number one biggest selling supplement uh, company in the world. So basically most of the immune supporting uh, nutrients and supplements were sold out out, in most of the brands. So that was really interesting. Yeah, some of of the kind of um, interesting go-to things that I've discovered is um, is in the end things like chocolate even you know going back to some of the some of the you know very foundations of things that mm-hmm. I'm anyway using and uh, figuring out like okay so there's other compounds in there that are also beneficial for the immune like system. Ferul- ferulic acid like ferulic uh, acid how many people talk about ferulic acid in context of chocolate not many people but that's uh, kind of one thing that you might want to look into if you are working with a potential rna rna virus infection mm-hmm. but yeah i mean um in terms of tracking aura came out with research uh, they did a, uh, a joint study with a university on if they are able to detect potential coronavirus infection based on the data coming from their device and the study came out and it shows that 
with Dora Ring, they can, with 70% accuracy, predict that if you have coronavirus or not. And that's already pretty interesting. Yeah. Personally, uh, the one device that I would use to just track if you have any kind of respiratory issues, if that might be related to coronavirus, is to use an oximeter. So you can look at your uh, blood oxygen carrying capacity and yeah. it often drops uh, below 90 or it can even go down to 80 if you have an infection. And if you haven't exercised and it goes that down, like, I mean, you probably are dealing with something that is mm. uh, constricting your uh, oxygen carrying capacity. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. taking care of your health is yeah really important, especially if you're planning to like uh, reopen the economy or something like that, uh, because you are, you know, inevitably going to be exposed to different kinds of, uh, you know, pathogens and that sort of thing. So, yeah. You know the the foundation the old, is, is, yeah. is definitely like your own uh, immune system and uh, taking care of it as much as possible. I think no one is really like um, completely safe from this. Uh, I know one biker summit speaker who is around my age, uh, who is an athlete, uh, triathlete actually, a very successful one. Can't now walk for uh, two hours without uh, going out of breath. Wow. So, and that has been mm. months already. Like uh, these things happen, even yeah. to our close circle people, like uh, who are supposedly healthy and well-doing people. But having said mm. that, it doesn't mean that we should succumb to uh, fear of these kind of things. But yeah. uh, see opportunity. Um, to become more and more interested in our own health and how to deal with it. And I think in the end, it starts at home. Now that you have the ability to stay at home, do remote work, um, we did produce an online course called Upgrade Workplace. And it was originally directed to companies uh, who do a lot of uh, work at the office uh, at their desks, like um, computer professionals and um, advertisement companies and technology companies and media companies and so on. But it turned out that most of the material that we produced, which is about bringing biohacking to workplace, is actually extremely beneficial for working at home. The reason is that at home, you have more control over how you design your working environment. At workplace, often the employer takes care of that. And yeah. there is restrictions on investments. But at home, you have full control over how you set up your desk, how you set up your environment, how you control your time, how you wake up, how you deal with sleep, stress management, breaks, all that. Um, of course, you might have small babies like Oli has, like those are adding. Not that small anymore, but yeah, some additional kind of, issues. Yeah. But um, she's actually really independent. Yeah. Now and so. But there's four, a lot of, four and a half. There's a lot of families <laughs> that need to stay at home. Yeah. And they have small kids around and you know, they, for the first time, they have to deal with things like how to yeah. concentrate. But um, yeah, doing creative work, I can reflect on this. So if you have a like a uh, super energetic four, four plus years old who, who needs like constant uh, kind of like uh, doing and, and, you know, my, my daughter, is, she, she demands a lot. So <laughs> doing creative work with her is absolutely impossible. Uh, unless I lock lock myself into a lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> some kind of room. So, yeah, but, but you need to have uh, a space that is only for work and nobody else can come there. 
So you create your feng shui in there and you create the environment. You create these kind of triggers that enable you to get into the flow a lot easier. So that's yeah. that's also a demand for a remote workplace. Yeah, I, yeah. I, liked, I like what you said earlier, Oli, that... Uh, you know, this uh, new uh, working environment also forces you to somewhat become a better person in, in a way that you kind of have to focus on uh, what is like the most effective w- way to do your work and uh, what are the things that you need to, you know, accomplish in the first place because they're like there's a difference between uh, being productive and being effective, so to say. Like you can be very productive, yeah. you know, doing these things that aren't really, really important, so like you know, scrubbing the scrubbing the floor or something, something else. Like you have to actually do also something that is effective and uh, like uh, yeah. actually achieving your goals. So how do you like figure out uh, what is the most important thing to do and what 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 should your work be about in the first place? Yeah. So basically, what we do and what I especially do is uh, creating work, writing work, shooting videos, but mostly it is creating content and also running running this show kind of and answering people's uh, questions, creating complex uh, things from, from different kind of uh, combinations of, of knowledge. So uh, that needs a lot of um, creativity. But for the productivity, I have certain goals that are for... Uh, we, we have weekly priorities in our Slack channel that uh, everybody fills. And uh, you kind of reflect on then what, what are the most important or top to-dos, as we like to put it. What are the top things to do? So people list those. And those are kind of things that you need to do. Then there are, if there's a room that I would like to do or love to do for more creative work. So it's, it's, it's always kind of a balance how much you need to actually produce and how much time you have for creativity. So that varies from week to week. So yeah. I, I love those weeks when I have no speaking engagements, no like meetings, so I can just immerse in creative writing. So that's that's like a hyper mode for uh, the creativity. But it's also productivity. So I might, for example, write 20 pages or even 30 pages a day if I get into the state and into the flow. And I have all the things on place and without interruptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At, at our company, we ha- we actually encourage people to fill uh, the top three do- to dos every week, but the love to dos as well. So yeah. it's kind of not to do; it's more like to be. It's like things that you would passionately do if you had more time. And one of those things that I've done in the last couple of months, uh, kind of. Uh, love to do's is actually to optimize my working environment. So geeking out on details on the working environment that are not essential, but in the end um, contribute to uh, just overall overall satisfaction of working. And I did quite a lot of research on how people set up their desks all around the world. And there's a few great YouTube channels. One of them is called Setup Wars, which is basically uh, portraying um, and reviewing how people build their desks. And it turns out there's a huge following of people online who are just enthusiastic about building their dream desk (laughs) or dream setup. So I set out actually to build dream setup, not just for myself, but for my employees here as well. So Oli has a new updated desk. Absolutely incredible. So uh, yeah, I can reflect on that just short interruption because I love music. And Demo has put on here like subwoofer, pro high quality uh, speakers, so I can turn on the music anytime I want. And it's it's actually 
to and, my yeah. <laughs> my space. And even that you can move things like your microphone uh, makes a big difference. And a good yeah. camera. So if you are in online meetings and you use like some kind of headphones and um, uh, uh, and and some kind of microphone on it, like a headset. The problem with those is like if you have like two hour call or a podcast episode to do, it gets pretty hot yeah. and mm. kind of pushes and it constricts your blood flow to your brain. You're not going to do your best work online if you have like some kind of headphones on. Yeah. So I think it's good to be free. So I hear you. There is no audio feedback. I have great audio because it reduces your stress of hearing what I say when I have a great microphone. The camera is another thing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm using um, uh, a good enough camera so that I can blur the background. So it kind of brings the subject more visible. And uh, it's, it's just makes things so much more professional. And, and lighting is important. I noticed many people when they're in online meetings, their camera is somewhere like too low or too high. They're not even looking at the camera. They're looking somewhere else. It's very hard to be present in online meetings if if you know you don't feel the other person is there yeah. so so that's that's kind of one of the things that i pay attention to now when it comes to desks one thing that i feel is quite important is cleanliness of your desk i i'm notorious not to be clean <laughs> i'm on the opposite <laughs> but once i got enthusiastic about you know how I, my desk looks like it got much cleaner so yeah. one thing that i did i put my monitor not just one monitor, but two monitors on arms. So I got rid of the, its original stand. Um, I put them on monitor arms and I have two monitors and that make a huge difference to my online meeting. So I can have the other person on one of the screens. I can have my material or notes on another screen. And I actually have a third screen, which is, my, uh, which is the screen of my camera. So that I see what I'm showing. So if I need to show something like a device like this, I actually see what I'm doing. And uh, all of that makes a big difference, just like being, in, uh, being present in some kind of online setting. And um, yeah, but I think... If you, if you spend eight hours in front of your computer, and most of that will be online meetings now, cumulatively, it makes a huge difference like how one hour feels. Like standing mm. desk, super important. I have, I have at my home, I used to have um, the standing desk at the office, but not at home. So I, I got really frustrated working from home now that I, I just upgraded to a standing desk there as well. So I feel much better now. I have less back pain. It's just, uh, I have more energy my, as well. My favorite, absolute, absolute favorite is the wireless template. <laughs> so uh, I think we had it like six years or even even like about six years. So uh, I go there regularly, like uh, every 30 minutes or minimum every 60 minutes to do a little movement and I'll you get this vibration um, from 35 to 50 hertz. And yeah, it is, this. it is, uh, so this is it. It's portable. It has also a kind of a, like a balance um, compound right effect in, in there so you can yeah. what i do i do squats i might do pistol squats and some kind of movement so yeah. this is uh like equivalent of having like a 15 minute walk if you stand there only like two to three minutes in the sense that it cre creates this uh, vibration to your cells and if only gets into a heart attack i use this to wake him up again <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so these are basically um, great for push-ups. And if you do static planks or something like this, you can put these on top of the vibration plate. And they rotate. And they rotate. So, so these are pretty nice with the vibration plate. Another thing about the vibration plate that we have, which is, I, I think most of the devices that are sold online have some kind of like huge arm things that you can rest on. And it, it makes it look like a huge exercise bike or something. It takes a lot of space. Mm. But with these things that don't have like um, something to lean on, you can, it, it just blends in more nicely in your environment. You can duck it under a table or something. And uh, it's easier to transport Indeed. or so also yeah. if you want to take it to your summer cottage or something like this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for example, I'm actually tomorrow I'm about to go to my summer cottage or my family's summer cottage for one and a half weeks. So I take that vibration plate with me with me, and I even take this massage gun with me <laughs> so I can yeah. do it just like some massage. So yeah. uh, for example, in the morning when I wake up, uh, I immediately go into the vibration plate and I do deep squats there and just stretch. So that's uh, an immediate wake up for my system. So no matter how groggy I might feel, uh, when I hydrate and do that vibration, it's it's like simply it's it's um, if you haven't tried it, uh, this explanation doesn't really make sense mm -hmm. because the effects are so immense here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also like the massage gun, but not only for the fact that brain you, massage that you, that you get a <laughs> massage. You actually get a brain massage. So if you do this, <laughs> if you do this thing on your shoulders, it's actually putting a lot of vibration, like especially from the neck area. Uh, into your brain and it's uh, it's it has a cognitive effect yeah it really wakes blood you flow. up i would say so the blood flow really and you can do this <laughs> and um, um my absolute favorite go-to combination with this thing is uh, yeah all is actually now using a pretty nice position so right here uh there's a trigger point um behind your muscle so if you if you if you are a lot in front of your computer, kind of leaned like this, uh, and you get some tension on your shoulders and neck, often, and if you have a, if you are using a mouse, often um, you get some pain on your hand right here, and it goes right behind here. So massaging this point is good with that. The other other area is uh, this muscle here tends to get stiff. And if I get any uh, tension headache, which I sometimes get if I'm crunching some work in, in front of the computer, going to a sauna and doing the massage gun right after the sauna, it immediately releases it. it must right. It's much effective combined than separately. <laughs> and if you combine that with red lights <laughs> and infrared sauna, it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so what, what we can actually deduce from this is that combining different kind of tools and things actually make things even better. It's not just one plus one is one, but yeah. you know, it's, it's like five of the compound effect is it's so huge. And with so little effort actually, and so little time, you can create a lot of the change, uh, like a physiological state, uh, change that is, has a reflection also on the mental state. So that's uh, yeah. that's why we have love these tools. They are not necessary, but they are absolutely helpful. Mm. Uh, a few yeah, other things, like tips, like uh, did you have the heat wave there also? Uh, like yeah, we had a, a, few a few weeks ago. Yeah, we had or like last oh, week was pretty hot. Weeks ago, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you know that 
if your temperature in your room is like five degrees higher, your cognitive performance goes down like 15%. <laughs> Well, it does so, it's make it a bit harder, yeah, definitely, to focus. Yeah, exactly. So another thing is temperature. And if you don't have, you know, the means to bring down the temperature, if it's really hot day, here in the Nordics, people don't have air conditioners because it's not an ongoing problem. But in summertime, many of the houses, yeah. because those are built for winter, they yeah. get super, super hot. And this office also gets sometimes really, quite hot. Really hot. Yeah. Uh, we are on the rooftop and it just somehow like reserves all the heat. But there's a nice device called the, the chili pad, uh, which yeah. is um, for sleeping. Put, put chili on your bed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, a water, it's like a water cooling system, not for your PC, but your body. And um, it, it helps you to transport heat out of your body. Now... Some people use that for sleeping. I used that for my chair. Mm, So at my home, I I put that on my chair and uh, it's a nice cold, uh, only has a ice vest also. Yeah, I use ice vests. What what I, yeah, um, I want to reflect on on the heat wave that was, I think it was about two and a half weeks. We had really warm, almost 30 degrees Celsius at least in Finnish and Estonian <laughs> like standards. standards. So um, uh, what I noticed like two years ago when there was a kind of similar wave, my deep sleep dropped about 40% because mm. of the heat. And what I've noticed, uh, the temperature in my bedroom arises from about 18 to 25. So that's seven degree rise. And that, that um, created sleeping problems like literally i i tend to get like two and a half hours sleep uh, of deep sleep daily like average and it dropped into one hour 40 minutes which is uh kind of a low for me for for some people it might be like the highest very very high they ever get (laughs) but that was and i used to wake up like more regularly because um during the night because because of the heat uh i saw it i moved downstairs uh, when there's like a cellar and a lot, mm. lot of cooler to be there, and it immediately, immediately again, <laughs> it fixed the deep sleep mount within a few days. Now mm. that it's it's cooler, uh, I actually got like three hours. I know you have gotten like this monster three three hour deep deep yeah. sleep nights. So that's, that's my theory why people yeah. in Nordic tend to be on time and get stuff done. And why people in the Mediterranean kind yeah. of slack around the siesta and then they will <laughs> like do dinner, most of their super work late in the evening. Yeah. 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 So I think that's kind of what 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 is beneficial to be around yeah. here is is the temperature. Humidity is another thing. Is uh, it's not as humid, so you're not sweating like crazy. Uh, yeah, I I do think that the humidity and heat uh, will like yeah definitely reduces the sleep quality. But it also like make, makes you somewhat slower, or just you know it's harder yeah. to stay like alert and f- focused if you are like sweating yourself, <laughs> and that's that's why. But at the same the same applies to too cold. If it's too cold, then that's kind of also like bad. So yeah. there needs to be some sort of a, like a I've, yeah optimal temperature. I've also tried that too cold, especially in the winter. So I I kind of <laughs> just wanted to check where the temperature uh, drops in the bedroom when I have windows open. So it went into 13 degrees Celsius. And that, that was a bit too cold. I've actually data this on my Whitting scale. So um, 
for me about 15 16 17 degrees is optimal about mm. maybe maybe the absolute optimal would be about 16 to 17 15 is okay but under that bad over 20 not good they yeah. they they done research on um, on for example sleeping in a tent and it turns out that people often have very deep sleep when they sleep outside in a tent one one yeah. one reason is of course like the grounding effect and you get some negative ions from the ground and so on but the other thing is and, and the nature sounds no all EMF. That, no emf but the one of those things is uh, that your body temperature in nature tends to drop much lower at night so yeah. if you sleep in a tent and i tried to spend as much time as i could uh this summer also outside and sleeping outside uh in a tent mm-hmm. so i have a new tent and i, I just enjoy going to nature mm-hmm. and uh it's a uh, it's it's amazing what it does cognitively. I also noticed like a big difference in my mood and energy yeah. if I if I sleep yeah. outside. So that yeah. the d- difference is, uh, if you think about the, only the visual side, which is about seventy percent of the information you get from any senses, is the fractal nature of nature. <laughs> and if you co- like compare it to have these sharp uh, shapes and edges, like. Uh, buildings and and just computers so it's it's Strong a kind sounds. of different stimulus and also this of course the sound natural they release uh, like an, anti-stress the, hormones and parasympathetic mode and of course the smells yeah I so th- every every sense i think it's uh, this is purely hypothetical but i would say that when your sensory input is overloaded with complexity mm-hmm. What happens is is your system goes into some kind of default mode, kind of mm-hmm. resets itself, it kind of relaxes mm-hmm. a little bit. In nature, if you think about it, when do animals get stressed? It's usually when there is very loud sounds or something drastic happens suddenly. Uh, if there is just a constant, you know, some like, like rain, like rain or 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 just uh, wind or something like this, that's when they relax. Nice. The other point when they get super stressed is when ex- ex- everything goes extremely silent, like something is happening, like mm. something is coming and the storm is coming. Uh, storm is coming, for example. <laughs> so I think the our our biology is adapted to just getting you know a massive sensory information overload and it kind of helps us to think creatively and uh, when it comes in a balanced way but the modern way how that the information comes to us is you know very sporadic uh shape shifting <laughs> like that um way like if you open up your phone it's like all the time yeah. like bing, it's bing, uh, messages incoming it's like you're changing your context all the time it's not seamless it's not flowing and that kind of breaks your system. Damn, we need to yeah. react to this immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Like the environment is very, yeah, there's a ton of like this small grade uh, noise as well as these acute stressors that uh, don't tend to like shut down. So there's like constantly we're being stimulated by something, whether that be like the the noise on your smartphone or the car outside or the neighbors or whatever it may be like yeah there's a mm. constant amount constant amounts of these uh, stressors and uh distract distractions mm. and you can be um depending on your genetic makeup you can be sensitive to either like auditory stimulus or visual stimulus for example i'm quite sensitive to auditory stimulus so mm. that is the one thing i i want to block if i get like 
too nervous or too overly stimulated. So hard, hard uh, loud noises and, and like uh, somebody doing some renovation <laughs> or, or super loud music or even like a neighbor like cutting trees in there or I actually have a neighbor who, who wants like almost every night in the summertime at uh, 9 p.m. In, in the evening he starts with this machine I don't probably it's, it's like a trimmer for for like bushes or it's, it's super annoying sound like yeah. I'm like oh shut the fuck up so if <laughs> the neighbor uh, is listening uh, see him last podcast please let Dr. Sovia out of it relax in the evening not yeah. listen to your friends of course you can use noise noise casually in headphones which I actually might do so mm. Yeah. What 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 yeah. about music? Do you use any music to stay like focused or in the flow? Yes, a lot. But that also depends if if my autonomic nervous system is in high parasympathetic mode, so I can take it in. So I use it, use it a lot. But I've noticed that if it's it's like overly stimulated, then I don't want any music at all. Or I might use Brain FM to create a natural like relaxing soundscape. So that that's also kind of helping. We know actually for research that two hours of totally silent time is actually very critical for hippocampus uh, neurogenesis and, and the re- renewal of the neurons in the hippocampus. So that has an effect, for example, on the memory. Yeah, for me, it's uh, uh, I use Brain FM mainly when I'm moving from one context to another. So I feel that it makes me more relaxed to switch context. So if I'm yeah. going to a meeting or or just switching like gears, going to office or home, that's when I use Brain FM to reset. Mm. Now, when I work, I either don't listen to anything or I do listen to more repetitive music without yeah. words. So if like there is hypnotic. if if there is any like yeah. um, vocals. I just start listening to the vocals and I just forget what I'm doing. So I, that yeah. doesn't work for me at all. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Worst would be like some kind of radio station, like with shitty yeah, with, pop music. With stories yeah. and yeah. So that's yeah, and, and just like normal pop music, it's it's shit. It's actually anti-flow generating music. I know there's people <laughs> who do use certain programs on loop, um, on uh, like. Um, Tim Ferriss, I think he he often likes to put a TV on a specific movie and just loop that, and put the volume as low as possible so I'll there is chatter on the background <laughs> so you feel you're not alone but you're in presence of some people you're Maybe like in a cafeteria or something. And yeah. uh, that works for Get him. Out! But, but that <laughs> to the brings chopper. us to triggers. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> but that, that that basically brings us to triggers. Like, um, what triggers you to flow? Like, sometimes certain songs or music are are the ones that I use to kickstart myself into a certain yeah. mode. And mm. I've noticed that if I play the music that I often played when I actually get shit done, that's when I start to get shit done. So that he has created this neural network. Yeah, there is basically you go immediately. Yeah, immediately. Uh, immediately. Again, I like the word immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, if you have repeating patterns like hypnotic music, so I love electronic, like progressive hypnotic music. So um, I actually, this this might sound uh, a bit, maybe even egoistic, but I like to listen to my own mixes. 
Mm. So I do DJ and <laughs> stuff. Are, you're a narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, totally, like hundred <laughs> percent. But they're they have Pretty been created teacher, for a co- like a like a um, building um, flow mm. state mm. for me. So the energy is a bit lower, like in the beginning, and then higher in at the yeah. end. So uh, what I've noticed, at least for me, they work. Of course, I listen to other kind of stuff depending on on the day and, and the music. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a pretty good idea. I mean, you don't have to be a DJ to design your own playlist in a way. Yeah, you can do that, that, that takes you slowly into your, you know, state of of best work. And mm. yeah, you can you can use that for sure. Yeah. Um, Another thing for me is in terms of concentration is that I've never been able to get anything done if I've eaten something. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you speak Fasting. about that a lot, yeah. but I, I just noticed that if I have to somehow cut my day and eat something, mm. uh, I just have no motivation to do anything. I can't even yeah. see my screen. I just don't know what's <laughs> going on there. So, even if I eat, you know, ketogenic or whatever. You shouldn't eat the spaghetti so, all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. There's actually some nice non gluten. Kind of versions of that, but yeah. But anyway, I um, drink gluten for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I have this nettle uh, nettle pasta, which yeah. is pretty nice. But anyway, um, it what, kind of cuts the energy. So if if your half yeah. of your energy goes into digestion, so that's kind of like half of the creativity. So that is why I rarely yeah. eat here anything, or if I eat, I just. But what no. is what is very interesting yeah. is that um, because before this time I used to every week go to meetings and go to speaking engagements and all that I used to eat breakfast because I was physically quite active like throughout the day like running from one meeting to Energy. another and uh, right now I just feel like eating one meal per day more likely so I just like to eat once in the evening yeah. and eat all my calories. Uh, with two big meals, like uh, where there is a uh, few hours when I'm actually yeah. eating it. So, so that's kind of like a OMAD in, in, in the sense yeah. that you spend I, two, I just three hours. I to it yeah. um, when I'm at home, like most of the time. Yeah. I can also yeah. reflect on this. So that's, that's what I like to do. So I don't really like to eat at the office unless I'm calorie deprived. For example, for the past three weeks, I've been with my daughter and my daily like uh movement has increased like doubled <laughs> so the calorie caloric need i've noticed that well, why i'm so hungry so i decided to do like two two huge meals per day but at normal like office day it's usually i only eat when i go back home and this has been creative wise when when you have certain number of hours available it's it's uh makes total sense yeah. So you don't have yeah. have these crashes and, and blood sugar yeah. fluctuations and whatnot. One one thing that we focus on on the upgrade workplace uh, course also is blood sugar management when it comes to energy management. Yeah. And very few people actually I've noticed in business life actually think about this. They they <laughs> kind of have bought the idea that you have to you know have snacks and you have to eat your breakfast and you have to eat you know glucose for the brain but (laughs) but if you really like start methodologically test on yourself like when do you have best energy most people then when they become conscious about Mm. how eating affects their energy levels they kind of start to lean more towards um ketogenic choices um so but it's uh it is 
quite interesting, like how how little that is kind of taken into account in business schools or whatever, yeah. like how to be mm. effective and get yeah. shit done. And if you want to get shit done, uh, the way how you deal with your energy sources, I think is very, yeah. very crucial. And if you think about like high performance culture, which we have discussed, and yeah. they kind of like advertise this is high performance culture and what it means you have more more hours per day yeah. and it's just like burn the candle from the both end <laughs> and that's called high performance. Yeah. So it's kind of illusory. So what, what is actually high performance is that you control your uh, energy supply. You have stable blood sugar, you have stable uh, energy for the brain, you take micro breaks, you do movement and all the stuff that we actually go through in the upgrade workplace. Yeah. But let me yeah. put this in the following way. So there is a, seek high performance culture which is the yeah. current high performance culture that most companies are in they think they are high performing and they, red bull red bull they red bull and Monster. they work until 4 a.m on their powerpoint decks <laughs> and they run from one meeting to another and they feel every single minute with their smartphones if they can and then there is the other form of high performance culture which is the healthy high performance culture which is what we're talking about here mm, yeah. i think you want to have healthy high performance culture you take biohacking seriously and you start to methodologically look at where your true energy levels come from and the true healthy high performance comes from the fact that you will not be sick that often or yeah. underperforming so there's this term called absenteeism absenteeism is basically when you are on a sick leave officially away yeah. from the office and that accounts for example in finland around 10 to 20 days per year per per employee that's well, quite a lot but if you take presenteeism presenteeism is basically double. when you are at work but you're not really there your brain is not there you're kind of yeah. getting sick or you're recovering from something you have brain fog presenteeism accounts probably double the amount of absenteeism per mm. year so you easily get like one to two months of unproductive time that your employer is paying you are paying for it in terms of your own personal development and progress that you are not like fully there you're not yeah. motivated you're not interested mm. your body is not supporting what you do it's it's not a nice place to be in except now it has changed. Yeah, yeah that's because you can't go to work if you're sick at all, if you're just yeah. recovering. So yeah. the the change might be also seen in the presentation due to this pandemic. Yeah. So I, I actually just thought about it. Yeah, actually yeah. now employees are taking more seriously the fact that you should you should stay home and recover yeah. even if you have a little bit of something going on. Yeah. This is good. That's a it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, faster recovery. Uh, more work done like yeah um, yeah it's so true like there's a there's a huge difference between four hours of highly focused productivity and like an entire eight hour workday where you're you know meandering around and not really focusing on those things and taking a lot of breaks and talking at a water cooler and uh, that sort of thing so <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's so true that yeah. more often than not people are gonna get more things done if they kind of hone in on that particular thing that they are doing, but they do it in a very focused yeah. manner and they do, do it in a, like a shorter time frame. So this could, could also be, I think probably many have read the Tim first four hour work week. So this could actually be the real four hour work week, <laughs> like yeah. in, in, in quote marks. So um, if you get so much done in four hours that it could be equivalent of like 24 hours for, for another person. Oh yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah, but you can combine both. Yeah, you can do everything much more effectively, and you can do double than anywhere else. Double yeah. and dose. Use less powers <laughs> for doing the same work. You just have to um, yeah, know know how to manage all the resources you have and uh, your yeah. own your own uh, like energy and schedule. Yeah, I, I think this is crucial for especially for people with families and and responsibilities, and mm. they have a certain amount of time for for things to get done and. CEOs, of course, are in, in, in the highest place in this. So uh, I think every CEO should yeah. participate in our upgrade workplace because I think <laughs> yeah. it has something for everybody. Yeah, when it comes to information like that, uh, the next health hacking summit is going to be focusing on optimizing your workday. And that is uh, focusing a lot right now on how do you optimize your remote work. And we're going to be talking about that with all kinds of experts all around the world, um, very well-known business authors uh, like John Hegel is going to be there, like sharing his tips for CEOs, like how to be more productive. Uh, so we want to share what we learned because we are right now we are extremely enthusiastic about how you optimize your remote working setup. And uh, yeah, um, That's there is there is a lot to it. Uh, I mean, when it comes to attention to detail and take a deep breath for example science so actually having a one mindful breath without every, every like before every decision before every change of work pattern or or anything just having one mindful breath is actually really helpful and yeah. if you do like 10 mindful breaths it's it's like even better. So uh, breathing is also one key factor that people often forgot. And uh, especially if they're like highly stressed and they're just pushing from meeting to meeting or, or they're, they're not actually breathing. It's like <gasps> superficial breathing only only here, not using the diaphragm like supposed to be used for breathing. So deep breathing is uh, one of the key elements in, in every person's life, whether, whether in whatever he works on. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, uh, if you get into an argument, for example, with someone on your email or <laughs> on an online meeting or face-to-face, what people often subconsciously do, they stop breathing because they kind of uh, listen carefully what's going on. It's, it's part of you know, stress response, being kind of alert, ready to run or react somehow. Often in ways of how you get your opportunity to voice your concern or thoughts or whatever you just build up in your short-term memory that you want to spill out before you know you give room for another thing to accumulate in there so what happens often is people stop breathing their heart rate goes up their heart rate variability goes down and they do poorly in conversation uh, and if in those moments you become aware of your own breathing that you just stop breathing and you're just listening your opportunity to get uh, into the conversation, then you should actually release yourself, relax your muscles, take a deep breath, rethink what you are about to say. And uh, that's one of the kind of key techniques uh, that I pay attention to. The other thing is uh, when it comes to one mindful breath, I think one of the most beneficial kind of uh, ruling thumb that I've heard is basically to extend your out breath to be double the amount of uh, your breath. And uh, 
here we in go sequence <laughs> after each breath you just extend it a little bit more so yeah. one second in two second out two second in four second out and that's you don't have to do many of those and you are in a much better position mm-hmm. from which to to make decisions to evaluate what's going on um, you get actually more information in you mm. get better situational awareness when you do that yeah I would yeah. also like incorporate regular breathing practices even during the work day like uh, what I absolutely love and I've been using about three to four months is the shift state app or shift state that IO so it has four different uh, breathing exercises and it's uh, learning from you based on your maximum exhalation time and you uh, every after every every breathing session you have feedback uh, how do you feel did you feel better the same or worse or uh, and was that timing right for example if you had a, like a five seconds in uh, hold for 10 seconds um, 12 seconds out was the timing right for you so you can answer it's okay right or it was easy or too hard so it it always uh, lives through your input and your feedback so it is absolutely incredible so i use it like every night before i go to sleep so i do the before sleep uh, meditation or rather be breathing and calm but throughout the day i might do like be present or be alert so the alert is really thing because it's kind of combining Wim Hof type of breathing, fast breathing in the middle, and then shorter, uh, I mean, longer breaths uh, around that. Yeah. So really great app, shift state. Mm. Yeah, the breathing is like times. breathing is like directly controlling your nervous system. So if you are like breathing yeah. very rapidly, or even like the inhalation. Uh, that kind of stimulates the sympathetic nervous system and uh, breathing more slowly as well as uh, breathing, you know, through the exhalation and, and lengthening the exhalation that stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. So you can really control your uh, like state and con- state yeah. with, with just your breath. And shift it. So I, yeah, I, I, I love the name and I love the app. It's, this is not a paid commercial, but uh, <laughs> uh, just, it's just so easy to use. So intuitive and, it actually works. Yeah. And in these times of coronavirus, I mean, supporting your oxygen carrying capacity is, I think it's very important. <laughs> and I think that's one of the key things that will help you to survive if you, if you get, you know, uh, a virus like that is, is that you just train your lungs to be able to get that oxygen in. And uh, devices like this can be beneficial. Now, there are some supplements that are also pretty beneficial when it comes to supporting your oxygen carrying capability. A mirroring seems <laughs> please right there. It's the mirror. Uh, so 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 um, supplements. Um, nitric oxide is is one of the things that helps your oxygen carrying no. capacity. NO two. No. NO two. No. It's not NO two. It's NO. NO. Un- unless you want to inhale. Yeah, nitric nitric oxide. Yeah, so NO and nitrous beetroot is one of the you know best ways to stimulate that and beetroot juice or concentrate. And one of the things that we use is actually a chocolate called the Biohackers Exercise Chocolate that has some beetroot uh, extract in it. It's pretty awesome for supporting your oxygen carrying capacity. But there is a mushroom that is even 
I think one of the best mushrooms for that and it's cordyceps. And cordyceps is definitely one of the go-to things if you want to improve your oxygen carrying capacity during exercise or while you're working. Um, other things that you might want to go when you work um, for are, um, you know, dark pigments, uh, anthocyanins and so on that are in blueberries and bilberries and all that. Like you, you might have some, you know, nice blueberry, uh, bilberry extracts going on. I personally like the Uudistamo has this drink that has chaga mushroom and bilberry extracts in a bottle. Yeah. And yeah. mixing that up with some sparkling water is, is one of the things that I like to mix. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you only have some of your favorite supplements for supporting just being alert? To use any like nootropics or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of, um, I love the qualia mind, but uh, I don't use the seven capsules because I don't know where I would go. I'm quite sensitive <laughs> to different kind of herbs. So one capsule is enough for me. So you microdose. Uh, I microdose qualia. Qualia, yeah. <laughs> uh, Two capsules at, ma- at max. So uh, I love that. Uh, I use lion's mane. I just bought my favorite lion's man mushrooms for life so it's really easy to use it's powder so i can do as much as i, as I like uh, it's one I of like the uh, one of the few Viola. supplements one of the few supplements for uh, like neurogenesis i believe yeah yeah totally so so I, i've noticed a clear effect on that so um I like Rothos Mental. It's a Finnish brand. It's combining uh, rudiola, uh, some niacin, ginkgo biloba, and uh, I think there are some other stuff in there. I have had that for, for a few months, so I kind of cycle on and off, and if, if I'm not working, I don't really use anything, except I like the qualia, the microdose of qualia. It's, it's just uh, the effect is subtle, but I clearly notice it. So hmm. I'm more stable, uh, better energy, even emotionally more stable. So yeah, my favorites in there. When it comes to blood sugar management, ginseng is, I think, one of my top uh, things yeah. to throw into my coffee, like some, some ginseng extract. And I like oolong ginseng tea also. That gives me a really nice, stable focus. And I think one of the nootropic qualities of many, many supplements like ginseng is actually the fact that it stabilizes your blood sugar. Yeah. You could do, do things like berberine as well, even if you want to like go that route. Um, when it comes to NAD supplements, I use... Oh yeah, I forgot those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I use NAD only when I'm a bit sleep deprived or yeah. overworked. I know I have yeah. most of the effects I notice when I'm actually like somehow pushed my body so yeah. if i'm sleep deprived if i take some nad precursors um i just feel immediately like immediately, immediately. like i just slept eight hours and yeah. i that works pretty well for me and I'm, I'm a bit concerned of using nad supplements on a daily ongoing mm-hmm. basis there is some concerns that i have with them but yeah. occasional uh, periodic use when it yeah. comes to stressful periods, I like those. P- periodic use yeah. is, is the key word here. So yeah. I actually experimented um, when it was like the darkest time of the year, like in January and February. So I used um, Life Extensions Nut Plus Gold, which has uh, M&M and uh, TMG, like 
MNN team G. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So MNN is as NMN is uh, the first precursor. MNN. Yeah. Yeah. MNN. yeah, it's a precursor yeah. for NAD. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's that worked absolutely incredibly well. And I combined that with uh, Torn's resveratrol, which has nicotinamine riboside and trans resveratrol and quercetin and TMG. Mm. So those together, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think I've never had such so much energy as that period. But uh, mm. you have to cycle them off so you don't get too used or dependent on those. And yeah. of course, you can activate NAD plus. Uh, you know, if you have watched Sims. Channel, you have a, like a bunch of videos about that. So fasting exercise, and, you know. I also noticed the same with PQQ, yeah. like some yeah. Q10 um, supplements, is that they work better if you are not using them all the time. Like yeah. just occasional use, and it's it's fine. One of one of my other favorites is uh, Finnish um, Arctic Warriors Sinni. So it's a glycerol extract of Finnish wild rhodiola and nettle. So so that's that's like putting on your brain and your energy system and i feel the effects within like about two minutes and i've I've actually tried this in our biker summits for a dozen of people and they all report the same so i think it has to do with uh, some kind of um, effect on the dopamine system because the the reward or the feedback is so quick but it just gives energy and lifts your mood in, yeah. in in very very effective way, but it's also adaptogenic. So the effect it's not just like this as it would be with coffee, mm. but it lasts for a long time and it's not creating any crash afterwards. Out of mm. the yeah. glycerol extract, my still go to favorite in terms of adaptogenic herbs is shishandra. Shishandra, shishandra yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not not many people talk about it, but I think that has a very obvious clearing effect it's just like take some kind of fog yeah. out of your uh some tunnel kind of veil off. some so, tunnel vision so it's just it, like yeah. and you're immediately yeah. there and it's uh it's amazing yeah, yeah if you if you haven't tasted shishandra berry so it's uh it, it has the all the five tastes so it's it's kind of like it's a fireworks in your mouth and <laughs> in the brain because the taste is so good I think yeah. the taste is actually really good, and, and you, you get this um, because you have different uh, taste receptors in different parts of parts of your tongue and your mouth, and you have the whole whole system like firing up. So it's it's uh, in that mm. sense also an experience. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think yeah, the all the supplements and these nootropics and even like caffeine, they have to be like cycled, and you don't re- ever want to be yeah. like depend upon it. Like you don't want to depend upon like this uh, stimulus you get from caffeine in order to focus and in order to do your work. You would want to do your work even without them. And uh, that's the thing. So, so you, should use them, yeah. you should use them only like for certain projects or if you're like, let's say, uh, you know, sleep deprived or you're jet lagged or something else. Uh, that's, that's where I find, mm-hmm. for example, the best use for uh, NAD and NMN because of, yeah. the, because of how Indeed. they affect the circadian rhythm. So you can fix like some of the imbalances you get from uh, some some of like shortcomings and you can fix them in the in the short term my my absolute favorite stimulant is not coffee chocomin is an extract of chocolate and oh, wow. it's very very powerful stuff i get that from food in flow cacao yeah uh, they also have flow coffee which has the chocomin extract 
Chocamine is super powerful, but I have to say that if you use that on a regular basis, it builds up even faster than coffee as yeah. uh, some kind of tolerance. Yeah. And I actually mm. got some side effects from it, like once where I got shortness of breath immediately yeah, I, after I took it. And I didn't notice like, what, what is this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And, and then I tracked that down to Chocamine. I've noticed too. And I canceled that out. And after three months, I was clear from it. Now I've, I'm, I started to use yeah. it um, on a more cycled manner. And it's it's a very powerful thing. So it's an extract of chocolate. So in the chocamine amount that you get from an extract, one gram, uh, wait, 500 milligrams, it equals uh, like a couple of large chocolate bars. Mm, wow. But you don't have to eat all, all the chocolate for it. So yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's an interesting compound. Yeah, I have to be really, really careful. Um, actually, I also use the flow cacao from Foodin, and it has chocamine and licorice and turmeric and a lot of the stuff. So uh, nowadays, I like to put just a little bit to the coffee to create a little bit of taste because it has also these uh, spices uh, like there. cinnamon and, and uh, vanilla and so on. But uh, I actually noticed that... Um, when I used it a few months ago, like on a daily basis, I was more irritable. So it, it kind of um, it kind of made me like uh, like too too reactive. You, you, do, you did more exercise during that time, like every five minutes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> actually, good reflection was that one day I ate this uh, whole like eighty gram bar of uh, raw chocolate. It was like eighty percent raw chocolate. And it was <laughs> in our weekly meeting, and suddenly I was like, I have like <laughs> too much energy, and I went on did like twenty five pull ups and <laughs> the bar and push ups, and just you know I had to like unrelease the yeah. over, overload of attention and energy. Yeah. So you have to be careful in any of these compounds because it, especially those that might may have a, like a stimulating effect. So do yeah. not go into any like pharmaceuticals. What is your favorite? <laughs> I, I don't recommend. What, what is that. your favorite like uh, break that you want to throw in if you feel you are overstimulated? Like what? What do you take? Because that can also reduce that anxiety can reduce your ability to focus. Yeah. So um, I go into my person plate. So actually, cutting off the tension. Uh, I might go and sit on my chair, eyes closed, and breathe for a few minutes. So if I cut off the visual sensory stimulus, cuts off 70% of the all stimulus. So that's that's important. Yeah. If that doesn't do enough, so I go might go into Neurosonic for 10 minutes uh, relaxation. So Neurosonic is a finished device. It's a whole, whole body, low level, whole body vibration created for... Um, tension and stress release so that's that's really effective yeah i uh i i like in terms of supplements i i really like theanine but that's kind of the go-to thing but on top mm. of that i would say glutamine and taurine can be pretty nice like things to slow you down like sometimes even like some 5-htp maybe but but probably you mean glycine Glycine. Yeah, yeah not glutamine. Yeah, if you think about supplement-wise, I always mix theanine with the coffee because I'm quite sensitive to coffee and caffeine. 
So that cut, cuts, cuts off and it's actually yeah. in research that it, that is the best combination. So once I discovered theanine about maybe six years ago, it, it, it was a game changer for me because I couldn't drink coffee mm. because of the jitters. Of course, the coffee quality wasn't that, yeah. that good at that time. <laughs> yeah. So um, taurine, again, uh, I might take it throughout the day. So that's an amino acid conditionally essential amino acid that's also helps to create more GABA in, in the system, which is a calming neurotransmitter. I also take it before sleep. So theanine, uh, taurine are my, my favorites in yeah. this sense. Even magnesium. Yeah, magnesium people take often in the evening, but you might want to take that if you're stressed out also yeah. during the day. Talks, it's not like quite a bit. not only for evening. It's not going to make you that sleepy or anything. Yeah. The, the one thing that um, very few people understand about stimulants is that it's kind of burning the candle in a way. It can be neurotoxic actually to be over on overdrive. So you get some, that's where you get into glutamate. Basically. Yeah. You get into some glutamate toxicity. Yeah. And um, when your uh, synapses are firing too fast, uh, you can actually burn out some some circuits. Yeah. And that's why you want to limit those things with some, some inhibitors that are, reducing yeah. the traffic yeah and think about when people go into lunch places like in restaurants and they often use monosodium glutamate mm, yeah. which is some food, food additive uh to to make the food taste better which which is make such taste the umami but it's also creating too much glutamate and uh, predisposing to glutamate toxicity uh, you have uh, like super loud, like a restaurant, a lot of noises, lights, and you think about the amount of stimuli that you get throughout the day. So that that's actually ridiculous for many people. Yeah, yeah, it's the <laughs> overall um, build up of all these different t- tension and uh, stimulants. Yeah, it's kind of will eventually. Uh, you know burn out the entire system and that's why people are you know burnt out as well that they're drinking yeah. a bunch of caffeine they're not sleeping enough they're working too much uh they're uh you know hearing the news watching social media and yeah many <laughs> many other things <laughs> yeah cut off the tv cut off the news yeah get, cnn <laughs> cnn is crisis news network yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah but uh, I don't think we should yeah, go think- there, but uh, you know, cutting off uh, any any way notifications, any information you do not want. Actually, kind of laughed. I saw saw your post on brain brainwashing, which is actually happening all the time. But you can choose how you brainwash yourself, yeah, and and what kind of information you want to up. Yep. download to Every, your system. Everyone should definitely yeah. get into some kind of like intentional self-induced brainwash program. Like just design your own brainwash. You are great. And you are magnificent. Yeah, <laughs> you are amazing. And you don't watch social media. Yeah. Uh, I actually deleted my Facebook app again. I do it on a regular basis. Yeah. I just it works. I just leave the messenger, but yeah. The Facebook app is gone. It's way. I don't. I'm, and I noticed that after a month, I don't really miss that. App. I don't use it all. So but I did uh, install it like for a moment. Then I was like, just to join an event. And then I was like, oh, I can do this at computer. Then I yeah. just deleted the app again. And in the computer, you have like uh, these feed blockers, like Chrome extensions and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I haven't actually read Facebook feed in maybe three, four years. Yeah, well, news, newsfeed eradicator. Yeah, newsfeed eradicator was the name. 
So because there's there's not really nothing for me if I want to read something, I go into the groups that I might follow. So um, in this way, you cut off all the possible nonsense that are not really relevant for you. Here is, by the way, something for your listeners because you are an exclusive bunch of people and you have probably um, invested quite a lot in biohacking if you're still around listening to these two clowns here. Um, <laughs> it's a test for you if you actually listen to this podcast. Go to biohacker.community and join there. It's better than mm, Facebook. Yeah. It's only yeah. for biohacking information. Nice. So we created a community specifically for biohackers to share information on that. I think Facebook is too crowded with all kinds of crap information yeah. you don't want to get anyway. So advertisements that's, yeah, that's the place to like go. that. Hmm. I actually invited Sim Sim also there. So yeah I saw that I don't this know. It looks pretty good. Like uh it's almost like yeah. a forum slash you know Facebook type of thing for specifically biohacking yeah. and health. And yeah. if you have been trying to get your hands on the biker's handbook, we actually implemented quite a huge amount of the biker's handbook inside the community uh, as kind of an online course that you can basically go through the book. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can so, go through the book basically <laughs> on, the, on the app, on the biker community app uh, yeah. and, and look at sleep, exercise, nutrition, stuff like that in a, in a more, more mobile optimized way. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the place to be in the future for for all biohackers. So um awesome. Happy to happy to be there and happy to help people there. I I share their some kind of exclusive stuff also from my life and what Tips I do. And, mm. What so, are some uh like the future plans for the summit when's the next summit going to come? Ah, yeah. So we actually had to postpone the uh, Amsterdam event that was supposed to be this spring, uh, first to autumn, but then the Dutch government still had some restrictions and we moved that to 7 and 8 of May 2021. So that's going to be in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. The team is going to be Hack the Ego, which is basically centered around the fact that most people who are into self-development and biohacking, they are their own enemies. They're on, their own, on the way of their own progress themselves mm. uh, for many reasons. And we want to focus more on those topics. Um, and the other thing, before all it turns on, the vibration. I'm hacking Timo's ego with this. Yeah, and <laughs> causing some background <laughs> distraction for our listeners. Um, the main event this year which is, by the way, going to be the biggest and I think the only biking event that it's happens this year. It's the it's greatest, the best ever. ever. <laughs> You've never been to such an amazing biking event ever. Amazing. So you need to be there. It's in Helsinki. Uh, Helsinki is the least impacted by coronavirus, I would say. We have had like zero cases every day for weeks now. Yeah. And um, so pretty much the country is open. And uh, safe. Yeah, it's safe. 16 and 17 of October in Helsinki, Finland, we will have our flagship Bakker Summit. Uh, the okay. team is going to be extending yeah. lifespans. So it's going to be focused on longevity, uh, beauty, gut health, um, skin health, things like that. Um, we will have more female-focused speakers. Um, yeah. A lot of biohacking events are more kind of geared towards men. So we want to have females. And but before that, we have actually released the Biohacking for Women web course. Exactly. Which is exclusively yes. for so, women. So Oli has basically um, 
turned into a lady. So, uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a wig. <laughs> we, are, we are sharing tips on your hormones and uh, your periods and uh, what, what not. Isn't that the trend of these ages? You, yeah, you absolutely. Change your change gender. I mean, women, they live longer. So as a biohacker, you should change your gender. Right. I mean, there is stem cell therapies. You can inject into your balls and you turn into a Disclaimer, woman. this is joke. Yeah, <laughs> pun intended. So, um, extending lifespans. For that reason, I want to celebrate young people who do amazing stuff, like research into longevity. I want to bring like 12, 13, 14-year-old biohackers who are hacking their health and well-being to live longer. And on the other spectrum, I want to bring, you know, centurions, super old people who already did all of that, uh, to share conversation on stage. So uh, it's going to be fun. I want to have, um, you know, great time there yeah. um, with all these uh, crazy people who want to live forever. also going to be huge because... Uh, three times bigger. Three times bigger than before. And there's a huge festival. That's the biggest festival in Finland. The biggest ever. Biggest ever. 56,000 people. It's called I Love Me. Yeah. I think it has like, I don't know, last year it was like 40,000 people. 56,000 people coming in like three three days. So it has a separate space, two stages, and, and the, the amount of tickets, it's uh, yeah. three times more. Yeah, nice. yeah it's, uh, it's happening this year, 16, 17. So if you're in Europe, travel restrictions, Finland just lifted for most countries all the travel restrictions. You're welcome. Yeah. For mm. business reasons, outside of Finland, you can fly in. But if you have a U.S. passport, I just heard that U.S. passport equals, it's, it's as valuable as, as a Mexico passport right now. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys get things in order somehow. In no time, in no time, no problem, yeah. no problems. No, just no, before no. elections. Yeah. Uh, Everything is great. Countries open, nothing's <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be great, yeah. Uh, but what about the... I made a puzzle. <laughs> what about the course, the uh, workplace course? Where can they find that? Uh, upgradedworkplace.com. So upgradedworkplace.com. Check it out. Yeah. Now the, actually the price is ridiculously low. So uh, ridiculous. before, before we lift it up, so you might want to enjoy and this. it's the most extensive... Yeah. video production we have ever done it's 38 videos often these kind of courses are like one video per week seven weeks but we actually did one video per day yeah. for six weeks for every module wow. every day every topic so, so you get a new video every day yeah. you get a huge article extra materials all of that it's the greatest course ever <laughs> nice. and uh, we don't mention biohacking actually we want to make it very mainstream yeah. so easier to understand uh, it's it, we talk about like just like optimizing your productivity. Yeah, actually, I, I want to invite also Seam there, so I'll, I'll send you an invitation link yeah. uh, so you can go go through the course. So it's um, it's also self reflective, and you have a, a self reflection or or kind of like a evaluation in the beginning and then at the end, and they have a lot of questions on um, whether have you found your ikigai and and yeah. uh, are you doing what you're supposed to do and kind of like um, helping people to think uh, on themselves. So am I actually happy? Am I doing what I want yeah. to do? Basi it, yeah. Basically after the course, Seam is going to retire <laughs> and become a gardener. 
<laughs> Gordon, I, I thought you'd say that become working only for us. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's one thing. And check biohackingwoman.com also if you're a lady. Um, if you're a man and you want to understand how biohacking is different for a woman and you think ketogenic diet is for everyone, for example, maybe check out that course also. And it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's run by the more beautiful versions of us. Yeah, there's uh, Inka, Inka and Sandra yeah, are running, running the show. Sounds Both good. are actually yogis and Sandra is uh, just graduated medical doctor, but also a nutritionist. And Inka is a psychologist, just graduated and uh, neuroscience. And, and mm. ex- she's a really good uh, writer and content producer. Yeah, she's helping us to write our next book, which is going to be called The Resilient Being, How to Build Resilience yeah. in Your Life. I know, Seem, you you just wrote like a massive Bible. You basically wrote The Resilient Being. You already, be, you already <laughs> did that. Um, yeah. We're just going to take a little bit more time to put that together. But yeah. yeah. It's, before uh, Even before that, we have the Barker's Brain Nutrition book coming out, hopefully this yeah. this fall. Uh, so that's something we wrote with Inka. Yeah. Yeah. About 300 yeah. pages only on brain nutrition. So if you want yeah. to use nootropics, but you don't want to take supplements like pills, you want to eat real food, that's the book. Nice. That's so you guys are wholeheartedly living the productive lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Getting content left and right. If you actually yeah. were here, you wouldn't believe. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But well, we actually get work done. I don't yeah. know. Somehow it happens. Yeah, we <laughs> go into hyperspace and then do all the work within an hour. Ninety-eight percent of time, <laughs> then two percent massive kick-ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it all kind of adds up, of course. Like how you how your patterns of behavior contribute to what you yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes. And uh, my last question is like, what's this one piece of advice or a habit you wish you adopted sooner? Damn, goes first. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's a that's a really good one. I would say, I would say that um, a habit that I have changed from childhood is to be less self, self-centered asshole who's only thinking about himself. I think that helps a lot. Like I used to be when I was younger, much, much more like uh, insecure, I guess, and uh, kind of um, uh, more caring about what other people think or what I should be doing in my life. But that took me one way. Um, but biohacking took me into my body again. And now it's taking me more into, I could say even in a more spiritual domain, like in in the context of purpose. And my purpose right now is is not to please anyone. Uh, It is really to reflect what is important to do uh, right now, to make an impact, make a dent in the universe, to contribute. And uh, uh, I I like to help others. I mean, I, I had my career, so in a way, I'm still young, of course, but I mean, I started my company when I was 16. So I've, I've done quite a lot, like a book and uh, uh, all kinds of things. So in terms of success, I think I got there already. And once you are 
somewhere where you wanted to be when you were a child, you realize that it's a never ending game. It's just changing your tail. You're never going to be happy if you just want to, if, if, you, if you just think that once I achieve that thing, then things will be better. So now I'm just more like focusing on the present moment. I'm just focusing mm-hmm. where I am. How do, how do I spend more and more time in a, in a state of flow where I just feel the time is disappearing and I don't know who I am and what I'm doing and no one else even knows where I am and what I'm doing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been uh, quite a ride personally, this life. And I would say that um, becoming more conscious about the very present moment and being, you know, uh, listening to your own thoughts and needs, what you really want to, what you want to be, that's, I think, is one of the habits uh, that I'm doing more and more today. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Tem- Temus monologue, monologue was so long, so you need to repeat the question. <laughs> what was what's this uh, one piece of advice or habit you wish you adopted sooner? Habit or advice? Yeah, I think goes into this kind of same path of being like present and appreciating the path, not the goal itself. So. Um, I'm 40 now and I think I feel like I've lived like three different lives already so I've done so much and the kind of way of seeing things has moved from um, waiting to achieve a certain goal to just this point of time that's actually right now so um, I practice mindfulness meditation and, and being mindful about mindfulness for a long time uh remember remember when i kind of woke up into the sense that there is actually whoa there's actually such a thing as the now and that was um after my friend uh gave me the book ram Dass, remember be here now and i remember i read that for about two months and i was like what is this what is this what is this and then it kind of uh had this small kind of uh satori experience or or something like that and then everything kind of changed but then i just read and read and read and like uh, the power of now and i tried to grasp that with my mind but it, it it never works if you just want to grasp it with your mind but you're not actually being it so in the past few years i kind of sensed that now this is the thing that's supposed to be it's it's a only about the moment you're doing now. Of course, you can plan and think about in the future and reflect the past, but always get back into just this point of time that you are actually now. So that's, I can't say that I wish I achieved that sooner because it's also the path. So if I wish that this would have happened sooner, then there would be that path. So this is kind of a you know, difficult question in a sense, but this is my philosophical Mm. thoughts mm. about this awesome. yeah yeah R- ramdas yeah. books are are, are just rest amazing in peace rest in peace yeah. check out the netflix documentary uh on him i think it's one of the best things you can watch over there yeah mm. Mm. yeah that's a good good advice and uh, yeah it's been great talking with you <laughs> looking forward to the future stuff that you're doing and uh yeah great to always talk with you yeah Likewise. hopefully Many of the people come to the Barker Summit to meet us, yeah. especially from Europe. Of yeah. course, uh, from from the US. If if yeah. you're a clown there, and uh, Finland is the, you got out. <laughs> Finland is the most amazing travel destination in Europe right now. We have clean air, less people, Use social distancing Absolutely happens like air. 
naturally. You can be in nature, you know. Yeah. You can support yeah. your immune system by microdosing the forests in different ways. Like it's it's pretty amazing. And yeah. 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 It's great. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Team is well, gonna be there as well. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be uh one of our speakers yes. for sure. Yes. Um, well, All right. I'll see you around. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, wrap. job. <laughs>